This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Yet another pedestrian has been killed in the city by a driver. It happened in Scarborough, the worst area for deadly crashes. A 59-year-old man was struck down by a vehicle last night near the intersection of Lawrence Avenue East and Warden. And that brings the number of pedestrian deaths to 27 for the year so far. Nine of those deaths were due to crashes involving heavy trucks. Another woman is lucky to be alive after being hit by a dump truck yesterday while getting off a streetcar near Bathurst and College. The city is trying to do something about this. The mayor is convening a meeting with construction industry honchos next week. In the meantime, Councillor Mike Cole managed to have a motion for a construction traffic safety plan in the Young and Eglinton neighborhood successfully passed through North York Community Council. And this, of course, after a 54-year-old woman was killed by a cement truck driver last week while crossing the street lawfully. In the meantime, changes, including turn restrictions, planter box barriers, and narrower lanes are set to be built in the Leslieville intersection where Toronto cyclist Doug Crosby was killed by a turning truck in May of last year. Now, that will apparently happen without cancel approval, which I guess means it'll go faster, but it, it has taken over a year. Councillor Paula Fletcher from Ward 14 Toronto Danforth helped make that happen. And she joins me now along with Councillor Mike Cole, Ward 8 Eglinton Lawrence, and James Pasternak, Ward 6 York Centre. Welcome to you all. Thanks for being with us. Good to be in the conversation. Thank you. Hi, uh, Libby. Okay, hi. Um, let's start with Paula Fletcher. So uh, you collaborated with area residents, friends of the cyclist, Doug Crosby, uh, to get these things in place. So just explain how is that going to happen without having to get the full council involved? There is already a bike lane at this uh, location. So that was approved many years ago. It's been there for almost 20 years and this is now to make the intersection safer. City Council will have to approve the no right turn on red light, which will be for all four turns at this intersection. But one of the things that keeps coming up are intersections, Libby. Intersections are really the worst places for crashes between pedestrians and uh, vehicles, and in this case we've heard about these large trucks big hulking trucks it's terrifying and also for cyclists so i don't know how to uh, the, the city has to look at intersection safety for all the vulnerable road users uh, councillor mike cole you you got your motion passed in north york community council i'm assuming it has hurdles to pass and this is kind of a process a long process well, uh, thankfully, it's not going to be a long process because 
I think with the help of uh, the chair of uh, North Zero Community Council, Councillor Pasternak there, we got this through uh, as a walk-on at uh, North Zero Community Council. We got that, that uh, passed. And uh, we also got the mayor on board, uh, thanks to your advocacy and the people on TalkBack. Uh, the mayor is uh, calling together, uh, as you said, the, uh, the major stakeholders uh, that deal with the um, condo construction uh, chaos at Young and Eglinton, the building of the uh, Eglinton Crosstown. So next week, uh, we're bringing everybody in, the uh, police, the uh, construction people. Uh, we're bringing in uh, city transportation. And some of these things uh, are going to get uh, moved pretty quickly. In fact, uh, we've already got uh, a Toronto police uh, uh, traffic uh, blitz going on in Young Leggington right now and parking authority because, uh, like uh, Councillor Fletcher said, these corners, the turning, especially in trucks, they can't see uh, when you're up high in these trucks. And so um, we want to make sure people aren't illegally parked on the corners. And if you go up and down Young Street, they all run into Starbucks, they run into Tim Hortons, and, and they get their coffees, and they block the corner sight line. So that's, uh, the blitz has already started, and uh, we got to get moving on this uh, yesterday. Uh, I'd like to pick up on this uh, no right turn on red. I uh, was born in Montreal, and there's no right turn on, on red anywhere. Here, it's kind of selected intersections. Uh, James Pasternak, I, I know this came up yesterday, so uh, explain that. Are you you're trying to get it on a piecemeal way? No right turns on particular intersections, or well, throughout? I was uh, I was in Montreal this uh, this past summer for a vacation, uh, and certainly there's a real paradigm shift when you're when you have to adjust yourself to no right turns at all at any on any occasion in in Montreal. Here, it's traditionally been right turns are allowed on a full stop, and you can make your turn once all pedestrians are, are cleared the intersection and there are no oncoming vehicles. We're, we're kind of rolling back on that, where we're p- picking selected intersections to put restrictions on right-hand turn lanes, because it is one of the major causes of pedestrian injuries and fatalities. Um, People have to check their blind spots. They have to come to a complete stop. Uh, they have to look for cyclists and pedestrians. And look, I got to tell you, some pedestrians are, are running across trying to, to make the light, and they come out of nowhere. And drivers have to be aware that that, that could happen. And, and we need certainly a defensive mechanism. But I thank my colleagues for working on a very local uh, level to, to fix problems where there's, there's increased risk for the public. I want to give the numbers out so people can call in with their experiences, especially have you noticed it worse with the proliferation of of big, huge trucks? And uh, I have to say, a lot of them have an attitude that whatever it is that they are doing is way, way more important than whatever anybody else might be doing. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we have three city councillors here on the line. And it's it's very frustrating because literally we keep talking about this week after week. I think an average of six pedestrians are hit every day. Thank goodness uh, the number of fatalities is, is smaller than that. And, you know, it's all fine and good to 
convene meetings and, and all of this, but with this level of construction in the city, you know, what kind of timeline are we looking at, you know, really changing anything for the better? What, Libby, the, one of the things that the city has been trying to get in place uh, is traffic wardens, and it is going much slower than we would want. That would be traffic wardens that they have in other cities and other countries that are in these problem intersections, such as Councillor Cole has with a lot of construction, and they are basically managing that traffic. It means that pedestrians are orderly crossing the street, cars are orderly going through intersections, and I'm just not sure why this is taking so long. My colleagues might know. I'm not sure if it has to go through the Police Services Board, but this is a uh, big impediment right now because we could have so many people that would be out there making intersections safer, and as well, they would be just dealing with congestion because you know when people get stuck in the middle of an intersection and nobody can go the other way every just raises the frustration level of drivers and pedestrians beyond belief well i think i can partially answer um one of the delays is we need the province to make amendments to the police services act to to permit the traffic wardens to take on some of the functions of a police officer so we are waiting on on those regulations so I, I think uh, Councillor Fletcher has made a very strong point that the, the, the traffic wardens are going to make a big difference. The city has taken over and expanded the crossing guard program, which is a $24 million a year program. And, of course, we have the Vision Zero, which we've, we've referred to many times, which is probably about a little under $25 million a year across the city. So there are policies in place, but, you know, you're, you're looking at a city that's the, one of the fastest growing in the world. Uh, with 75,000 net residents coming in every year and unspeakable de- development. Um, and um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to contain it all. The last last point I would make uh, before uh, passing it back is that the TTC is involved in about 4,000 accidents uh, a year. And I'm not bl- blaming individual TTC uh, drivers, but clearly there's a training piece there uh, that has to be the has to be looked at and 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 the rigidity of the schedules that they have to meet uh so that's that's certainly a, an area that needs more focus as well I, I i do have a question about this because in a lot of these problem areas you see people there you see crossing guards there or construction workers uh who well you know the construction workers working there you know their their focus seems to be just uh making sure that that their stuff gets priority and you see off-duty cops so how is just bringing in another level of of uh, person a traffic warden going to help Libby, i think that the their paid duty and i don't know if there were any up on that construction site but this is someone who's managing the traffic at an intersection and i don't think that's anybody's job right at the moment you're right that flag person at the construction site is making sure their trucks can get on and off the site but they're not looking out for pedestrians and cyclists and their safety the traffic wardens are really looking at the traffic and keeping everybody safe in that intersection. When we did put police officers into those intersections, I know of one down at University and uh, Queen, 
uh, wow, that changed everything at that intersection. Everything. Everybody changed their behavior. Okay, I guess point. you're right. You know, when you see the paid duty, uh, they're, they're not, they're, they're concerned with uh, the person that's paying them. They're concerned with the construction site not the operations in the intersection. It was only when we put actual officers and tested it, the mayor said, we're going to test how this works. Well, it worked great. Uh, And now we're hearing that we're waiting for the province to finally approve the traffic wardens, which would go a long way for intersection safety, and we could place them at all of these pressure points where there's so much construction and building. It's just unbelievable. Okay, let's take a couple of calls. Uh, we've got Ian in Rockwood. You're a bus driver, Ian. Yes, I uh, drive school bus, and I'm often on charters into the city. And uh, just the first comment on the no left, uh, sorry, no right turn on red lights. To bring that in, I'd really like that they also enforce the law that says pedestrians are not to in- enter the cross into the intersection once the light changes from walk. And so many run to get that last three seconds, and that's against the law. You cannot enter the intersection as a pedestrian once it's changed from walk. And in the absence of a walk sign, it must be a solid green, not a yellow. Okay, thanks for that. And I also, I notice that people, um, they want drivers to take care, and I do. I'm a bus driver. I I know to watch out. But all through the law, it says, reasonable amount of time but a crosswalk pedestrians are to leave a reasonable amount of time for vehicles to stop and it's what i see as a driver is that the pedestrians because they feel they have the right of way whether they do or not they're going to end up dead because they don't look both ways before they cross the street and they that's that. That is also true, Ian. Thanks for your call, um, Councillor Cole. Uh, we are starting to run out of time. Uh, what would you like to? What's What's next following this motion? Well, you know, the one thing I really find uh, maddening, uh, Councillor Fletcher mentioned it, waiting for the province. You know, it's ludicrous that we've got a city of three million people with some serious pedestrian safety issues and traffic issues and every time we try to make a change it's going to make our streets say we've got to wait no matter which government it is we've got to wait for we've been waiting for two and a half years to get speed cameras in front of schools the province demands that we go through every line with them so therefore we don't have speed technology to get people you know for uh, these traffic wardens how long do we have to wait we should be able to implement some of these uh, rational changes on our streets by ourselves as a city. I mean, this is really frustrating to me. Okay, thank you, Councillor Cole. Um, uh, Councillor Pasternak, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I would also um, uh, mention that the broader issue here is a transit system that's probably um, 30 years behind the time and needs about $100 billion just to stay uh, above water. 
we need the construction of, of high-level transit to get pe- give people an alternative to get out of their car and, and, and take transit to their to their place of work or to home or, 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 or to wherever. Uh, that's that's a wider issue. Uh, but the, but I would agree with Councillor Cole. We've got to roll out uh, many of these uh, safety measures faster to make sure they're they're on the street in our local communities and in our high-risk uh, intersections. How we convince police services for better enforcement, they're reluctant to get involved in, in much of the enforcement uh, moving violations of the Highway Traffic Act. They say they're, they have limited resources and they, they can't sit at intersections ticketing people. That's something we have to address as well. Okay, and Councillor Fletcher, when are the, uh, the changes in the intersection in Leslieville? When, were the, when will those be done? I'm hoping that they'll be initiated very shortly, uh, as soon as the no right turn on red goes through City Council, and I'll just keep pushing to get these ones done, and then if that works, we can put these along the bike lane, uh, all along the Dundas Street bike lane, which is a great commuter bike lane, but there have been a number of accidents, particularly at intersections circling back to those are the pinch points where people get hurt and unfortunately sometimes they die and that's a very big tragedy that we've had with people being hit by big trucks it's a- absolutely and we call them crashes not accidents yes we do call them crashes we do okay right, thank, thank you so much counselors paula fletcher james pasternak and mike cole thank You're you very, very much thank yeah, you. take care all the best You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.